Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. Today, we are going to talk about habits. So this is something that I feel like is such a big focus with my clients. It's a question that I ask every guest that comes on the show. It's something that I talk about on Instagram. Honestly, habits are just such an integral piece of creating the life that we want and the self-identity that we want. And a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today is stuff that I learned from an amazing book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And... I definitely recommend reading it if you haven't, but I'm going to give you kind of the highlight reel today when we're talking and then obviously some other things that I've just learned from experience, stuff that's worked for my clients and all of that kind of stuff. And there's an amazing quote from that book, which is every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And obviously we know that our habits create our actions, which create our results, and it determines a lot of what happens in our lives, whether it is having a successful career, forming meaningful relationships, feeling good and strong in our bodies, really is all a culmination of the habits that we have. And that could be habits that are the physical things that we're doing, but also like the habits of the thoughts that are in our heads. Anything that we do habitually really ends up creating our actions and therefore our results. And yet one of the biggest enemies to habit forming and change is two mindsets that often go hand in hand. And one of them is one I talk about all the time on the podcast, which is the all or nothing mindset. And this is the mindset that it needs to be perfect or you might as well not do it at all. No in-between matters. Basically, you know, if you decide that you need to meditate every single day and you miss one day and then it's like, all right, well then, I guess I might as well just start over next week. And we all are guilty of this to some extent, and really this is true of any mindset, is it's it's not all or nothing. So it's not like you 100% have it and then you're 100% cured of it. We're always somewhere on the spectrum and just understanding that the in-between matters and that that all or nothing mindset is doing us no favors. And basically the other kind of hand-in-hand mindset that we have is that every little decision in and of itself we can kind of say isn't a big deal or it doesn't really matter but the big ones matter and this goes hand in hand with that too like you know we can just say oh well if I decide that I'm gonna have you know a soda at lunch today it's just one day like it's not a big deal but then our all or nothing mindset comes in and we're like, oh, well, I already had a soda today and it's Wednesday, so I guess I'll just drink soda until Monday and then I'll start over trying to give it up. So they kind of like help to egg each other on when really in the reality of it, big change is not like one decision that adds up to big change. 
for the most part, it comes from a bunch of small, minor, everyday choices. So if we're constantly just saying those little things don't matter, those things, those decisions that we know are not good for us end up adding up to be big things as opposed to the other way around. And to elaborate on the James Clear quote in the book, as we said already, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become, but no single instance will transform your beliefs. But as votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. So every vote that you make or action that you take for the new type of person that you are trying to become helps to really develop that identity. And when you can really make something become a true habit, so you're doing it without even thinking about it, that is really where you're getting the best possible results. So the reason that I also decided to do this episode is because I heard a crazy statistic that I completely believe, but I think will be really interesting for you to hear if you aren't already thinking in terms of this. But basically, studies show that 40% of premature deaths in the U.S. are caused by behaviors, aka decisions that we make, aka habits. So whether we smoke or drink or what we're eating, if we sleep, if we move our bodies, in general, all of those things, those habits, those decisions make up the biggest piece of the pie at 40% more than anything else like genetics or accidents, everything like related to the decisions that we're making day to day is 40% of what's leading to the premature deaths in the U.S. So I don't know if that's surprising to you. It's honestly not to me, but it is really sad that people still are not changing those actions. And lots of times it is because we just don't have the tools. So we are going to get into that today. But another thing that I wanted to share is that there are studies also that show that healthier lifestyle choices can reduce our risk of type 2 diabetes by 92% and our risk of heart disease by 82%. And we can look at that versus statins, which are prescribed to people who have high cholesterol and in general are trying to prevent stroke and other heart disease type things that's only effective 25% of the time. So there's something that's more than three times more effective than statins is making healthier lifestyle choices, yet the vast majority of people decide to just get a statin. So, and when we're talking about these healthier lifestyle choices, that obviously means healthier habits, and it's nothing crazy. It's not like it's like you have to give up meat and dairy and alcohol and sugar and carbs and start working out for hours every day or, you know, move to the mountains and never feel stressed again. Like, it's just pretty basic things like not smoking, reducing your refined carbohydrates, sugary drinks and trans fats, eating more fruits and vegetables, taking brisk walks for 30 minutes a day. And the thing about all this stuff too is, because you might right away be like, 30 minutes a day, like I can't fit that in. It doesn't need to be perfect for you to get the benefits. If you're taking that walk four times a week, that's still a lot better than not taking it at all. If you currently are eating refined carbohydrates every single day, if you can cut that back to a couple days a week, that's an improvement. So again, like just understanding that these are the things that can really help move the needle, but it's not like there's a zero and a hundred and there's no landing in between. Like anything that you do, that moves you towards the healthier side of the spectrum is going to have positive effects. And the other crazy thing about this is, 
you know, smoking is something that is obviously a leading cause of premature death and currently is within that 40% pie of behaviors. It is the biggest that's correlated with premature death, but poor diet is on track to overtake smoking. And honestly, they have already based on the most current data. So now that I've probably scared you, or it may be things that you're pretty much aware of already, you would think that that would be enough motivation to have yourself or just the public in general, if they were like aware of this information, to make changes and stick with them. But it's really not that simple because we need to create a plan. We need to create strategy and structure in our lives so we can support that change because change is really, really challenging because we're not just adding in new behaviors and new habits, but we're also trying to break old ones that we could have been doing for decades already, which is no small feat. So this is another amazing quote from Atomic Habits. All big things come from small beginnings. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. But as that decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and grows stronger. Roots entrench themselves and branches grow. The task of breaking a bad habit is like uprooting a powerful oak within us. And the task of building a good habit is like cultivating a delicate flower one day at a time. So beautifully said, it's a perfect analogy for how challenging it is to get started and to change things that are already really deep rooted within us. So we're gonna talk about some strategies to make it as easy as we possibly can, but we also need to understand that this is not easy. It's no small feat. So not to be hard on ourselves, not to be all or nothing about it, but as you're kind of hearing these different strategies, thinking about ways that you could implement this in your life to try and adopt some healthier habits. So the first tip is to make it obvious. And this is something from the James Clear book. And a great way to do this is habit stacking. So basically what this means is you're adding a new habit on top of an existing one. So it's easy for you to remember and then it starts to become like entrenched with that habit. So let's say right now you walk your dog every Sunday. Now you could say every time you walk your dog, after that you go to the grocery store or you will make your smoothie every morning after you get dressed. You already get dressed every morning. I mean, <laughs> maybe not anymore, <laughs> but whatever you do, kind of if it's something that you consistently do, layering in something else that makes it obvious. This can be a really great thing, especially with things that are really easy to forget, like taking supplements or something like that, like putting your supplements right next to your toothbrush so you know that after you brush your teeth, you take your supplements. So just trying to make it as easy as possible and as obvious as possible to do those things so that you remember them. And, you know, so, because a, a lot of times these healthy habits can just be like, we're not really finding a place for them in our lives and we kind of can forget about them in the beginning. Sometimes we're intentionally forgetting about them, but little things like taking your supplements can be kind of easy to forget. So just trying to make it as obvious as you possibly can and layering it onto things that you're already doing can make it really easy to fit it into your day. Another way to kind of like take habit stacking to the next level is doing things at the same time. So an example of this may be like if you're trying to start drinking more water in the morning, like I tell people that hot water with lemon is just like an amazing way to start your day. It helps with hydration. 
It helps to stimulate your digestive system. It helps with um, vitamin C intake, which is great for collagen production, obviously for immunity. So it's a really great way to start your day in a nice practice. And maybe what you can do is you are drinking your hot water with lemon and you're doing a journaling practice at the same time. That would be a way of you habit stacking to the max where you are combining habits and doing them actually at the same time. So you're saving time as well. And then the opposite of this would be making something that you're trying to avoid invisible or trying to avoid it as best as you can. So let's say, for example, you are really tempted by driving past that Dunkin' Donuts every time you go to work. Maybe you take a different route to work so you don't pass it. So finding ways to make things less obvious and less tempting so that it's easier for you to avoid them. The next one is to make it attractive. So this is basically pairing something that you want to do with something that you need to do. So my favorite example of this is cooking is not something that I really enjoy doing, especially if I'm doing like real like meal prepping. So cooking for like a couple of hours on a Sunday, I really need to to work myself up to wanting to do something like that. So basically what I have made is a ritual around it. So I will pour a glass of wine, I'll listen to my favorite podcast, and it's something that I really look forward to actually because I usually only listen to that podcast when I'm cooking. And this is kind of taking that make it attractive thing a step further to something called temptation bundling. I heard on a podcast the other day, I can't remember the name of the doctor now that was talking about it, but I thought it was very interesting because it's kind of taking this to the next level of basically saying, like, let's say, for example, you love like trashy TV, (laughs) like you love Real Housewives or something like that. And you know that you need to be going to the gym more often. You can have it be so that you only do that thing. So you only watch Real Housewives when you're at the gym. So not only are you associating Real Housewives with the gym, which is kind of what I'm doing with listening to my favorite podcast while I'm cooking, but you only let yourself watch that show when you're going to the gym. Because then it's even more of a driver to be going to the gym. Because obviously if you just let yourself watch TV and like, eat Cheez-Its on the couch. (laughs) It's not as much of a uh, pull towards going to the gym. It'll still make it more pleasant while you're there, but that can be something that can take it a step further if you feel like you're really having a hard time getting yourself to do something like working out or cooking or whatever it may be. So that could be another option for you if just layering on the fun activity isn't enough. And then the other side of this is to make the quote unquote, bad habit, unattractive. So uh, the main way that I kind of help people with this is just really focusing on the negative emotions that are tied to that behavior, the negative emotions and the negative feelings. So, you know, there's a crazy, our brain works in mysterious ways. And unfortunately, when it comes to, let's say, an activity that we know that we should be doing that's really beneficial for us, so let's say it is working out. Our brain can vividly remember how challenging working out is, therefore making us kind of not feel like doing it and is less likely to really hold on to the feelings of how good we feel after the gym. 
And then vice versa to that, if it's eating Cheez-Its on the couch or ordering in your favorite meal that you know is way overindulgent and you don't feel great after, you are you much more clearly remember how delicious it tastes and much less clearly remember how shitty you feel after you eat it. So unfortunately, our brain is really not helpful in this situation at all, but I found that that was a really interesting thing for me to be aware of because I think it's it happens to me too and I know it happens to my clients and I'm sure it happens to you where we're like, why do I keep doing this? I know that I end up regretting it after the fact, but I always just feel so drawn to making certain decisions that I end up regretting. And, you know, a big piece of that is emotional eating and all of that kind of stuff. But just really being in touch with how you're going to feel after you make a decision that is out of alignment with the habits that you're trying to create. So I always try to think about how am I going to feel 20 minutes after and how am I going to feel the next day? And I kind of use that mentality, whether it is making a quote unquote bad decision. So if I'm like, I really want to order whatever, or a good decision, like if I'm trying to decide if I want to work out, because there obviously are times where the decisions and the habits that you're trying to create, sometimes it's not the right time for you to do it. Sometimes there's a million other things going on. Sometimes you're exhausted and you just need to rest. So in general, that's kind of a side tangent, but when you're kind of making these decisions, trying to always be in touch with how you're going to feel 20 minutes later and how you're going to feel the next day. But that would definitely be a part of making it not attractive or attractive, either way you think about it, is really trying to be in touch with the way you're going to feel after the decision that you make. And another interesting that I've heard thing that I've heard, if you want to take it a step further with making things unattractive, is you can, there's like apps and stuff, or you can just commit to it yourself or saying like, you have to pay somebody if you don't follow through on some specific specific goal like I don't know you have to pay your friend like five dollars or something or you pay it to some kind of app or there's actually something where you have to donate to a charity you hate if you don't do something that you said you're gonna do so I can definitely if anybody is interested in these shoot me a dm at the dot detox dot diaries I can do some research and help you find them if you feel like something like this would be helpful for you but in general we're wanting to make it attractive to make the healthier decision and make it not attractive to make the quote unquote unhealthier decision. Next up is to make it easy. So we are very much a product of our environments. And when you are in an environment where making the healthier choices are easier, you're obviously gonna be so much more likely to make them and vice versa. If you're surrounded by things that make the quote unquote bad or unhealthy decisions easier to make, you're gonna be much more likely to make the unhealthy decision. So obviously in a perfect world, we all wanna be able to be sitting in a room surrounded by junk food and make the healthy choice. But especially when you're in the beginning of making a transition, setting up an environment that makes it really easy for you is really important. So it's as simple as making sure that things that you don't want to be eating or behaviors you don't wanna be spending your time doing are not easy for you to access. So making sure junk food isn't in your house and, you know, vice versa to that, having lots of healthy snacks and things that you can grab when you're in a bind. Lots of times I find that 
with my clients, they're just having a hard time sticking to healthier decisions because they're not setting themselves up for success. And once you're hungry and you need to make a, a snap decision, if you don't have an easy, healthy option to grab, the chances of you figuring out some healthy option are pretty slim, especially again, in the beginning of you adopting healthier habits. So really just setting yourself up for success by getting your environment to be as supportive as possible for you making healthy decisions. And another thing for that could be, you know, if you're trying to work out in the morning, having your workout clothes already set out and right by your bed. I feel like some people even like sleep in their workout clothes. So it's like, you're already just ready to go or finding a workout where you can wear your pajamas so you don't even have to worry about leaving the house. Like literally we love to make things harder than they need to be. So, this make it easy kind of has like a double meaning in the sense of making your environment as conducive to you making that decision as possible, but also letting things be easy. It doesn't like my client was talking the other day about how she is like tired of making the same salads over and over again. And she just doesn't feel like meal prepping a whole thing, but she like likes a simple salad and like loves toast. So I'm like, okay, so have a simple salad and toast for lunch. And she was like, oh, but is that like like a real lunch? And it's like, what does a real lunch mean? <laughs> it's, it's balanced. You're having, you know, Ezekiel bread, which is an amazing sprouted wheat bread that has tons of, has some protein in it. Obviously it has carbs. You're having a salad that has probably some avocado and fats in it, is packed with um, veggies and stuff like that. There's some protein in the mix. Like if you like that and you're satisfied by that and you're full, that's a lunch. But we like to create these rules that something has to be this like perfectly like balanced bowl with all of these different things in it, like this perfect lunch that you would like order out somewhere when it's just really not necessary at all. So just letting things be easy in general <laughs> makes all of this much, much simpler. And then of course you're wanting to make the bad behavior as hard as you can. So kind of same thing, keeping things out of reach, out of your home that would make it really challenging for you to stick to your healthy habits. And then the final tip, which I talk about all the time, which is really key to everything, is scheduling things. We're so much more likely to stick to things when we actually schedule it in our calendar and we plan around it rather than the concept of I'll squeeze it in if I have time. It's kind of the same concept of being like, oh, like when you're creating a budget and it's like, well, I need to start saving money, but I'll just save whatever's left at the end of the pay period. We all know there's nothing left at the end of the pay period if we don't intentionally put something aside. So it's really the same thing with our time, thinking that we're just gonna squeeze these things in when we have a spare minute. The spare minute really never comes. We have to start by plugging in those healthy habits and letting everything else form around it. So whether it is planning in your workouts, planning in times to be meal prepping, grocery shopping, setting yourself up for success in terms of having healthy things in your house, like these things don't just miraculously happen. So we need to build in that time for when we're going to do those things so that we can follow through and set ourselves up for success. So the other thing that I think is really important to consider with this and goes in line with what we were saying with all the little decisions adding up to big ones is the concept of 
compounding results. So whether that is positive or negative. And again, we can think of it like investing money. We know that the earlier you start, if you invest a little bit of the money, that money grows and grows and grows. And really we can think about it the same way when it comes to bad decisions, quote unquote bad, unhealthy, you know, if you're drinking a soda every single day, which soda I think I've mentioned before is like literally sugary drinks in general are like the most unhealthy things that we can consume. So having a soda every single day is a compounding negative result. All of that excess sugar that you're consuming every single day has compounding negative impacts. Whereas if you're landing somewhere in the middle, it's much better than having those compounding negative effects. So every time you maybe like, quote unquote, fall off the wagon on a Wednesday afternoon, and then you decide that you're just going to do whatever you want and make unhealthy decisions until you can be perfect the following Monday, just think about the fact that every decision you're making from that Wednesday to that Monday is compounding in the, the opposite direction of where you want to be going. Whereas if you let each decision be one decision and you move on from that and make the best decision that you can the next time, that is when you get those good results because little blips here and there is what life is made of. I mean, I'm not telling anybody to like never make a decision that's unhealthy again. That's not healthy in of itself because we're supposed to have balance, but it's also not realistic. So it's more about knowing when you want to indulge in those things, enjoying them fully, and then just bouncing back instead of feeling like we're in this constant need of being perfect or totally off the wagon. And as we're talking about these different tips, so as we said, it was to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and schedule it. And we're obviously trying out all different things when we're doing this. So whether it is you aren't used to cooking healthier recipes or you're trying new workouts or you're figuring out how you're going to schedule things into your day, it's hard in the beginning. I mean, when you start anything new, it's the worst you're ever going to be at it. Yet so many of us feel like we're supposed to just be great at things right out of the gate and we're likely to give up on them really easily. But instead, it's understanding that it's going to be a challenge at first and that you're going to eventually fall into a groove and you're going to learn as you go through this process. So be easy on yourself if the first few weeks are not the best or you tried a new recipe and it didn't come out good or you really suck at this new workout. Like, Just keep at it. Try new things. Give yourself a break. And ultimately, stuff will start to fall into place. You just, again, have to understand that it's all a learning curve and that you're heading in the right direction. And the key really is to make it all as enjoyable as you possibly can because you wanna be able to stick with it. And this is the other thing about the all or nothing mindset is when we get like puritanical about things and we think it has to be so perfect and so by the book, that's when we can't stick with it because it's not it's just not feasible that we would be able to stick with something that's super strict in our everyday life when we want to create a healthy lifestyle that is something that we can stick with all the time. And obviously, sometimes it's going to look better than others, like when we're on vacation or when we're celebrating different things. But again, when you are used to making healthier decisions most of the time, that translates really to every different 
situation. And once you really see how good you feel when you're taking care of yourself, you want to make those decisions. It's like getting over that hump. I think they say like it takes 66 days to create a habit. Once you're really like entrenched in the feeling of making those good decisions for yourself, feeling really good, having it feel just more natural to have it fit into your day, fit into your environment, it all just gets easier and easier even when you are surrounded by junk food or you are on vacation. You feel less out of control around things because you're more centered in how to take care of yourself, which is really just such an important part of establishing those healthy habits. And with that being said, again, when you're working on establishing them, being true to who you are and what matters to you. So if you're someone who's like, I could absolutely never give up cheese ever, ever, I just got to say, was that person too? And I haven't had cheese in like two and a half years now. I would still say experiment with it. But we're all entitled to have those things that we never, ever want to give up. And that's totally fine. It's figuring out a way to balance that with the healthier things you're doing. Or, you know, when people are like, well, I want to start working out. So I'm going to start waking up at six o'clock in the morning when now they struggle to get up at eight o'clock for work. Maybe working out at 6 a.m. is not right for you. Can you work out at lunchtime? Do you do better at the end of the day? Like just being true to who you really are because that's the key to making something really work for you so you can be consistent and do it in the long term. And I loved this quote. I want to finish up on this again from the James Clear book, Atomic Habits. When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. So exactly that. Sometimes it'll feel like you're trying so hard and you're doing all the right things and you're not really seeing any results or it's not feeling significant enough. But let me tell you, even just a few days of taking care of yourself you will see definite impacts right away. They'll be smaller. And it's one of those things where because you're making smaller, consistent changes, it's not going to be like, oh my God, I see this drastic difference in a two-week time period. But when you look back in a year, in two years, in five years, it will be major impacts. And the way that you age and your longevity and the way that you feel as those years go by is definitely going to have major compounding results that are going to be absolutely so worth it. So I hope that you found this helpful. Habits are so, so important. If you check out some of my episodes where I have guests on and they talk about their habits, that can be really interesting too. But it's definitely a really, really great way to create a a baseline for a healthy lifestyle that can have you feeling really amazing. So if you're looking for support with any of this stuff, I obviously am always here for you. I offer one-on-one coaching. I'll link up to that in the show notes if you want any details. I also just started um, offering a personalized detox meal plan. This I find is really helpful for people when they're getting started, especially when they kind of want to experiment with more of a plant-based lifestyle and they just don't really know how to do it. And obviously some recipes out there are like a million steps and a hundred ingredients. I have really simple recipes that can help to get you started. So there's just like no excuse not to start feeling better and getting healthier. So 
Right now I'm offering it for $75 and it's a one week personalized meal plan. We meet to chat about your likes and dislikes. I provide the recipes for you and it's all based on the things that you love and how to make you or get you feeling as healthy as possible. So if you're interested in that, I'll also link up to that in the show notes. And of course, again, if you are loving the show, I would love for you to leave a rate and review. It is really the best way to support the show. And I'm so thankful and happy that you are here. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. You can always shoot me a DM at the .detox.diaries. Thanks again for being here and I will see you on the next one. Bye.